from the first few days, I think after I had my daughter, I felt like I was in this real strange whirlwind bubble where I was in a lot of shock about, oh my God, I actually have a physical baby. Welcome to Breastfeeding with ABA, a podcast brought to you by volunteers with the Australian Breastfeeding Association. Breastfeeding with ABA is a podcast about breastfeeding made by parents for parents. In this episode, we'll be sharing a breastfeeding story. ABA was started in 1964 as Nursing Mums or NMAA, a group for mothers wanting to support other mothers through all stages of breastfeeding and early parenting. Evidence-based information, sharing stories and experiences and learning from one another was an important part of ABA back then and continues to be today. We are recording this podcast in different parts of Australia. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording and which you are listening to this podcast. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and to any Aboriginal people who are listening today. We also acknowledge the long history of oral storytelling on this country and the Indigenous women of Australia who have been living, working, birthing, breastfeeding and raising children successfully on this country for tens of thousands of years. In each episode, you will hear from different mums around Australia. My name is Laura and I'm a volunteer breastfeeding counsellor with the Australian Breastfeeding Association and a mum to three children. I am speaking from Geelong, Victoria and Wadarong country. This episode, our guest Monica is going to share her breastfeeding story. Monica, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your family? So I am a mum to three daughters. I have Sophia, who's eight, Mia is six, and Philippa is my youngest. She's three. And we live at home with my husband, and we have a couple of dogs and a cat and some chooks. (laughs) Wonderful. Sounds like a very busy household that you've got there. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. (laughs) How long did you breastfeed Sophia, your eldest, for? So all up, I think we breastfed for about six months. And what was that experience like for you breastfeeding your first daughter? It was a very new experience. I felt like it would be very natural. I thought it would be easy. I thought it was like what you see in the movies, you know, very easy to breastfeed a baby. And we had quite a lot of difficulty So breastfeeding wasn't quite what you expected in the beginning. What sort of difficulties did you have? Like many mums, I had trouble with just the basic positioning and attachment, I think. I had quite severe engorgement after roughly about 30, I think it was about 36 hours. It was quite soon after she was born. I remember waking up at approximately 1am in the morning with really hard and gorge breasts and I was in so much pain and discomfort and I had no idea what was happening. I was lucky enough to have some continuity care with a midwife who I phoned at one o'clock in the morning just in a panic state asking her what was going on and how could I fix it and I wish I'd known to call ABA in that time actually. She didn't probably provide me with the best suggestion so I sort of said to her you know would it help if I if I need a pump like I think I need a pump because I feel like like my breast must be full of milk this is what's happening 
I tried hand expressing and didn't really have much of an idea how to do it. Tried to feed and really struggled through that. And I think that was probably the beginning of getting a little bit of damage to my nipples, which was really, really tricky, which then led me on to starting to express, of which I had very little difficulty doing. I found expressing really easy. So I know many mums have a lot of difficulty expressing, but I seemed to have so much milk that it was really easy. I then developed an oversupply, which then led me to develop mastitis. So, and I was quite unwell with that. Yeah. I got to the point after having a second bout of mastitis within three weeks, I fell into quite a pit of despair. I did develop postnatal depression. I sort of felt like I got those baby blues that didn't really disappear. And I started to feel really stressed and really overwhelmed with having a little baby that I felt like I had no idea what I was doing with and didn't feel like I was doing anything right, that sort of thing. And so I actually stopped breastfeeding at three weeks. My partner had just said to me one day, I was in tears and he'd said to me, maybe we should just try some formula. She will be okay if we give her formula. And I just remember in that moment feeling completely heartbroken as though I had completely failed. But I also felt like I couldn't continue breastfeeding at that point. So I I just sort of succumbed to the idea that, you know, she would be she would be fed and she would be happy and that would be good enough at the time, yeah. So Monica stopped breastfeeding her first baby at three weeks but then went on to breastfeed for around six months. That's because she did something a lot of people haven't even heard of called relactation. To tell us what that means, here's Dr Carleen Gribble. She's an adjunct associate professor in the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Western Sydney University. She's an expert in infant feeding and relactation is one of her interest areas. So relactation is the process by which somebody who hasn't recently given birth or been breastfeeding is able to create a milk supply from scratch really. So during pregnancy, you've got the hormones estrogen, progesterone and prolactin that actually develop the milk making structures within the breast and prepare to make milk. But the hormone prolactin can actually do all of that work on its own. And prolactin is produced in the body when there's nipple stimulation. So if you've got either a baby sucking at the breast or you've got a breast pump that's actually providing that nipple stimulation that's producing prolactin and that will actually develop those structures within the breast. And once those are developed, they start making milk. Once you start removing that milk that's being produced, then more milk is made how long that takes and how difficult that is depends on a few different things. If it's only been a short time since you stopped breastfeeding, say your baby's only a month or six weeks of age, you have never breastfed that child, that's really a very short period of time. And in fact, um, most women in those circumstances would still have some milk in their breast and they would be able to build from there. Um, If it's been a longer period of time, that might mean that it will take a bit longer to do, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen. So I've worked with women where sometimes it's been 20 years since they breastfed and they've still been able to relactate. So it's a, it's a normal natural process. It's a backup mechanism because there's always been these sorts of situations 
where uh, a baby has needed uh, breast milk and their mother hasn't been available or there's been a break in breastfeeding and that's gotten started again. So it's an option that, that can work if that's something that you want to pursue. There are lots of reasons people might try to relactate. For Monica, it was something she felt like she wanted to do for herself. I always had it in my mind when I was pregnant with my eldest that I would breastfeed. So after feeling like quitting breastfeeding contributed to developing postnatal depression, I felt like it was one of those things that it would help me a little bit, which I think it did. But I also went through the roller coaster of really kind of beating myself up over a lot of it and not realizing that breastfeeding comes with many challenges and the support is really needed. So I think I needed to see whether I could give it another crack to really feel like I'd given it my best effort. My name's Jackie and you're listening to Breastfeeding with the ABA. I initially heard about the ABA through my childbirth education class. After that session about breastfeeding, I still felt like I didn't have enough information but I didn't know what I didn't know, and I ignored my instinct to attend an ABA-ran breastfeeding education class. Mistake. I figured breastfeeding's natural. Naturally, I'll figure it out. A few nights after coming home from the hospital, during a night of cluster feeding, I rang the 24-7 hotline, convinced I was doing it wrong. I wasn't. A few nights later, I used the messaging system and again a few nights later until I decided it was finally time to join and I was welcomed to an online community of wonderful volunteers and breastfeeding mums all over Australia with similar aged babies, similar questions and an insight into what phases might be coming next. My breastfeeding journey came to an end after 15 months when my daughter self-weaned, but the ABA supported me to make informed choices about feeding, returning to work while feeding, and the courage to continue through long nights. To join our community on Facebook, search for Breastfeeding with ABA. Request to join the group and make sure you answer the joining questions so we can add you quickly. It's pretty normal for women to be able to hand express a drop or two of breast milk, even long after they've weaned. And that's something that gave Monica a little bit of hope. I still had tiny volumes of milk just from hand expressing. So I was able to hand express, you know, a few drops here and there, which made me think maybe I can try and stimulate my supply a little bit more. Basically, I just started trying to express to begin with, just to see how much milk I could express for her to have in a bottle because she wasn't having a bar of going to the breast. And I didn't really know how I was going to go about getting her back to the breast either. So that's basically how I started, just a little bit of combination of hand expressing. Other than that, I started doing a bit of reading from various websites, groups on Facebook as well, which were quite helpful. That's basically how I started, yeah. Monica spoke to her health professionals about relactation. They talked her through things like medications to increase her supply. You can find information about that in the show notes, but it is something you need to speak to your health professional about. She also saw the lactation consultant at her local hospital. Expressing milk was actually something Monica found easy, but there were other things that were more difficult. The biggest hurdle that I found was feeling rejected by my daughter, I think. Just simply trying to breastfeed her was probably the most difficult part. After 
reading a few tips of ways to get your baby back to the breast. I tried a few of those. So there was things like trying after a bottle of milk. So whether that was formula or express milk, just kind of offering and just having her there. I started using some shields as well to try and mimic that sensation of a, of a bottle teat. And eventually that's how I got her back to the breast. I just, I think I just got the right time of when she was settled. I just remember that time that she finally latched back on with a shield and I was like, oh my God, she knows how to do it. And so that really gave me a bit of confidence and I was like, okay, I, I can do this again. Every day was a little bit hit and miss depending on like whether I was going to my mother's group or whether I had to leave the house. That made it quite tricky and I tended to just use formula at those points in time. I just didn't feel quite comfortable juggling and trying to get her back to the breast when we were in those early days. Using a nipple shield was one thing that Monica found helpful. Another was something suggested by a lactation consultant. She actually taught me how to use a supply line as well to try and get Sophia back to the breast because I had quite a lot of difficulty with that. It's difficult to explain what a supply line is, but picture a mum wearing a necklace with a bottle of milk hanging upside down, a little bit like a water feeder that you might see in a guinea pig cage. But instead of a thick plastic tube, it has a really fine tube that runs out of the bottle. And the end of the little tube, you can just tape it or you can pop it in the corner of baby's mouth when they're on the breast. So it's basically a reward system where baby gets rewarded some milk for when they're sucking at the breast. Supplementers or supply lines can be really fiddly. Some people use them really successfully for a long time, but for others like Monica, it's not necessarily a long-term strategy. I did use the supply line a couple of times, but I felt like my baby was a little bit too impatient for me to prepare it, get it ready and, and have her settled enough that I could bring her to the breast and try and get her to latch on. My second biggest hurdle, I suppose, then was trying to make sure that I could get enough milk for her, I guess. I was never quite confident in my supply, I think, from that point on as well. So we did continue to use formula as well. So we probably, I probably reached a point where we were doing 50-50 or maybe 60-40, so 60% breast milk and 40% formula because, yeah, I, I was reassured by the fact that I had the formula there so that if she was hungry, and if I wasn't feeling confident in myself or she was flustered and she didn't want to breastfeed, that we had that as our backup. That was sort of my backstop. Yeah, so we, we did that for up to nearly six months and I got to the six-month period and felt like I had done us justice because ultimately six months is, is a big achievement. <laughs> yeah. There were challenges but there were really positive parts of relactating that made it worth it for Monica. From the first few days, I think after I had my daughter, I felt like I was in this real strange whirlwind bubble where I was in a lot of shock about, oh my God, I actually have a physical baby. And because I went through that process of having bad mastitis and being so unwell in the first few weeks of her life, I felt like that really inhibited our bonding experience. So I guess the aim of trying to relactate was to 
try and feel like I was reestablishing that bond with her, but also trying to give her more. I don't know. I, I, the best thing about it, I think, was that was a thing that me and her had. It was our little thing. And that's what I've always found with breastfeeding is that it's our little thing. It's nobody else can do it. My babies have come to me for that. And that's something that I can do for them, which is really special. Monica's got a few pieces of advice for anyone who wants to try relactating. First, be realistic. Definitely be open-minded about it. It may work or it may not work. For me, I felt like I didn't 100% get there. I didn't get back to exclusively breastfeeding, which I really wanted to. Be open-minded about it. Ask for help. Ask for support. Second, recruit your loved ones to be your cheer squad. Even though my husband was the person that said to me at three weeks, she will be okay if we give her formula. He was also the person that was really supportive of me wanting to breastfeed her again. So in those times when I was trying to express all that milk and even just spending days with Sophia in bed, he would be just like, how was your day? You know, how did you go? Do you need anything? That sort of thing. So he was he was really supportive. And then, then to go on and have him... Uh, as my biggest supporter through feeding my next two babies. Yeah, it was just, yeah, he didn't need to do anything because I knew that he would support me and back me, so that was good. Third, gather information before your baby arrives if you can. I definitely would have done some sort of education antenatally beforehand. There is so much focus on labour and birth, and that's something that I really recall that being pregnant the first time you go to your hospital birthing classes I don't even remember them touching on breastfeeding but having done extra reading and talking to people and research and things like that between my next two babies that just there's no other word than feeling empowered because you're armed with knowledge so that you can make decisions and then you can seek out support. It's, it sounds cliche coming out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, this is what everyone says, you know, makes you feel empowered. But it really does because you don't feel overwhelmed. You don't question yourself as much. You really think about why is my baby behaving like this? And you think, have I tried this? Have I tried that? You don't sort of feel so helpless and so unsure about yourself and you don't question yourself as much as, whether it may be just baby being a baby. Thank you, Monica, for chatting with us today and sharing your story. For more topics we discussed today, check out the show notes for links and information. Please rate, review and subscribe to Breastfeeding with ABA. Thank you for listening.